You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast for another car ride's worth of content. I'm Allie, your host, joined by Daniel. And before we get into today's topic, I want to know, what are you loving, Daniel? Allie, I'm not very good on keeping up on teen culture. <laughs> You're a youth minister. I try. I try, but we I'm getting try, older. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I was home last week in Idaho, and some of my brothers were telling me that their sons, who are now the age of my teens that we have in our program, mm. really love this YouTube channel called Dude Perfect. And I had actually seen it before. I didn't remember the name, but I had seen it before. So I felt a little bit proud of myself because I'd actually seen it. But they are these guys that do all kinds of tricks, like trick shots. They go out and oh. do stunts. And they're just fun to watch. And they're really good. It's very entertaining. And I, they go around and tour as well. Oh. But they, are, they were coming to Boise. And my family was really bummed because they were going to be out of town or something. They couldn't go see them. But it's very cool and stuff that you can use somehow in ministry. We're going to figure out how to use them this year because I think it is Maybe you can cool adapt stuff. them because it makes me think of Impossible Shot. Yeah. Like we've done at our programs. Mm-hmm. Or you could play the video as part of a message or mm. even just referring to them. I think teens would know what they are. So mm. check it out. Dude Perfect cool. on YouTube. Yeah, they think we're way cool anyway. You don't need Dude Perfect <laughs> for that. We're so cool. Well, I am loving, well, something I guess I'm always loving, but right now specifically, I'm loving babies, kind of. I'm loving one specific baby because I just became an aunt for the first time, and I'm very excited. So I get to meet my new nephew soon, and so I've just been loving all things baby that I get to buy and spoil him with, and talking to my sister and FaceTiming and seeing all mm. the things in the nursery and the planning, and then now just seeing him every time he's awake. He's got some crazy hair, and he's just so cute, and so that is what I'm loving right now, my new nephew. He does have some awesome hair yes, for some newborn. Crazy you showed me the picture. Hair. My mom said if you wanted to get him a gift, you can get him some baby hair gel because it sticks <laughs> straight up. <laughs> and it's dark and full. Yes, it's awesome. It is awesome. So I am loving my nephew right now, specifically. Well, we are in the second message of or second episode of our series, Rebuilding Your Team. So last episode, we talked about sharing your why, setting the clear vision for your ministry, giving people a reason to serve. So now you need people, right? So how do you get them? And we have got you covered. Today, we're going to give you three strategies to recruit new ministers and build up your volunteer team. We want we want people, we need people in ministry, right? But we also want the right people. Starting out, it can be a warm body mentality. We will take anyone with a pulse who is willing. But as you grow, you get pickier. We don't enjoy it, but we've had to fire volunteers, for lack of a better word, or move them into different roles. Not everyone is cut out to minister to students. So what do we want in our ministers, Daniel? We have some values that we made as we formed this next gen team, we've kind of referred to it a little bit on this podcast, but mm -hmm. we combined our kids and student programs 
uh, midway through the year this year into really one department so that it was a cohesive experience from start to end for families. And we called it Next Generation Ministry. So for Next Gen Ministry, the thing that really links us all together is our shared values. So for our program and our environments, these values hold true, but we also think they're true for ministers as well. So the values are to be growth-oriented, relational, irresistible, safe, experiential, adaptable, and committed. And we have some of those values for our big church values as well. Um, But I'll just talk about them each briefly. So we want our ministers to be growth-oriented, pushing themselves and others to go deeper and wider in their faith. We want them to be relational. They should know and notice people the way that Jesus knows and notices people. We want them to be irresistible. They're people that you just want to be around. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're cool. Not everybody can be as cool as we are. <laughs> but but they just there's something that is very um, attractive about them. Not physically attractive, but that just attracts you to mm-hmm. them. They're irresistible. We want them to be safe. They make you feel physically and emotionally secure when you come to our programs. And we want them to be experiential. So they empower our teens to embrace the experience and challenge them some of the time to be engaged. And we want them to be adaptable and in ministry in general, but especially I think in kids, student ministry, you have to keep mm-hmm. calm and carry on sometimes. You it's have messy. It's That's messy. Like the best laid plans <laughs> yeah. don't always work out. We, we are both planners, mm-hmm. I feel like, but our plans have to be adaptable. Yeah, I like to say we plan and pivot, we plan and pivot, we plan and pivot. Exactly. It's just keep just going Perpetual around. Perpetual cycle. <laughs> and then lastly, we want um, them to be committed, that they show up with their best selves, not only physically show up, but they show up emotionally as well week to week. So keeping all of those values in mind, that's what we're after. How do we get those ministers? Because they're out there. They're at our parish. They're at mm-hmm. your parish. We just need to find them. Yes. So here are our three ideas. First is a recruitment weekend. Second is a book to guide you. And the third is recommendations. So that first, a recruitment weekend. We talked um, last episode a little bit about this and we read you our long elevator pitch, but our pastor made the whole weekend and even most of our past message series about influencing the next generation. And we're fortunate. But have you ever asked your pastor to preach on what you're doing? You can be a champion for your ministry because people pay attention to the pulpit. So try to get your pastor on board and get him preaching about what you need and what you're doing. Also, within a recruitment weekend, you'll need to explain the why. Why should they join your ministry? You can head back to last week's episode again for more on this, but your why will need to be the first thing you communicate and continually repeat it. You'll need to explain programs well, the different ages and expectations, details like the time options and the time commitment and the place. That that can all come later on as well but up front they need some general information about that you can also give some wins and speak to potential we did this by having a video that included teen kids and parent testimonies of why it was important what we were doing giving them the wins of how they've experienced it from all their different perspectives within our program and then have a clear and simple way for everyone to respond we talked last week about how we used a text used a text response, but you could also do a card. Um, you can just be standing out uh, outside your doors after mass to be a contact point. 
it's better to have everyone respond as instantly as possible rather than have a table they have to find on their way out that might be hidden or hard or away or a follow-up meeting that they have to come back and commit to. Give them something right there in the moment that can be their first step. Also, you'll have to have a follow-up procedure. So they take that first step, they make that commitment to some level, and then have a team of people that can help you to call them within the very following week just to capitalize on that momentum that you've built right off of it. Thank them for even taking that very first step and then guide them in what that ne- their next step might be into serving. You can clarify where they want to serve, answer questions that they have, and then just track your recruiting process in a common document so that you can all stay as organized as possible for yourself and whoever is helping you and also just for the future. Yeah, and we, you know, we say that we're doing this stuff in real time. We are literally doing that right now. Yep. We have a big, huge document that we got from this weekend. We're calling all of those people. We were just updating Mm -hmm. it right before we walked in here to record the podcast. Literally up on my computer right now. Last night we did um, the first of four, uh, we're calling them eat and greets Mm -hmm. with new ministers, just to see them face to face. And we we provide some food and drink. It's pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. I mean, crackers and cheese and grapes and some sparkling water is what we, we brought. And we just talked to them about what our ministry is about, what the mm-hmm. timing is, where they would serve well. Yeah, answer questions. So, that. yeah, that's been our procedure to try to recruit them off of that weekend. Um, but the follow-up is really important. That's mm-hmm. the point. You got to capitalize on that momentum while mm-hmm. it's hot. All right. So that was our first step, which is to have a recruitment weekend. Our second way that you can recruit new ministers is a book. Um, we like books on here a lot. I might have mentioned this book in a previous podcast, but it was a great resource for me when I was building a volunteer team at my previous parish. And it's called Building Your Volunteer Team, subtitle, A 30-Day <laughs> Change Project for Youth Ministry. And it's by Mark DeVries and Nate Stratman. Sorry to those authors if I mispronounce <laughs> your name. I'm not sure how to say it, but um, we'll post a link to it Uh below this podcast. And the idea behind it is that it's a 30 day, day by day um, outline for how to recruit Mm -hmm. your volunteer team. So it gives you something to do for one to two hours each day to build your team. And what's more important really than building your team when you're starting out. So you start with what you have, you map it out, you figure out what you want, and you fill the spaces. That's the basic idea in these 30 days. And when you get to the end of your own contact list of people, who else can you find? And it helps you to have some other ways that you can find them. Um, it's nothing revolutionary, but it's very helpful to just keep you going for a month because it's. I think it's easy to think like, oh, I really need to recruit, but I'm not sure where to start. Mm-hmm. This book just gives you the place to start. So I did it at that previous parish and I more than doubled my team in those 30 days. It's a great resource. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just another... Um way to just learn from other people you know it can be really overwhelming especially if you are rebuilding after a year where your ministry and ministry team um really slimmed down because of the pandemic don't feel like oh my gosh now i suddenly need all these people and i don't even know where to begin if that is you finding a resource like this that is so helpful gives you some concrete strategy and steps to take It'll help you and take a little bit of that anxiety and just overwhelmingness off your plate. So our third is to ask staff and parishioners for recommendations. Your sphere of influence is limited. Once your contacts run out, 
where else can you go? So you can ask staff and parishioners for people they think would be good student ministers. And to help them kind of identify those people, you can give them some qualities and we could use and you could use we do use our values um or list other qualities that might spark something we say things like fun faithful can make a weekly commitment they like teenagers anyone who you think would be good with teenagers someone who shares their faith and experiences in a non-judgmental way an excellent listener someone who's wise and humble someone who is willing to do whatever's needed to serve um they may not have thought they were right for the role, but will be 110% on board once they feel the spirit. So contact those people and tell them someone recommended them. That is super flattering in itself. It'll perk their ears up. And it doesn't always have to come from you either. You can empower your ministers to recruit others. They're in it week to week. They're your best salesperson. So they can invite a friend, a member of their small group, someone that they know they can make a personal ask to invite into ministry, or they just recommend to you and you make that personal call. If we're going to be honest, you may get a lot of rejection before you make a connection. And you just have to expect that. And you also have to keep going. Many people within our ministry needed to be asked multiple times by multiple people to be ready to take that leap. Yeah, and a lot of people will just say no. Mm-hmm. You got to be kind of ready for that. It's nothing personal, um, but for every person that says no or every two or three people that say no, you'll find the one that says yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so just to recap, three ways to recruit new ministers, a recruitment weekend, the book, Building Your Volunteer Team, a 30-Day Change Project for Youth Ministry, and we'll put that link below for you. And third, you can ask staff and parishioners for recommendations. So here is one bright idea to finish. I feel like we gave three bright ideas, and this is the bonus bright idea for this episode. (laughs) But one bright idea to finish, as we do at the end of each episode, find teens that have been impacted by your ministry and record their stories. Video is great if you can pull that off. Not every parish can do that really well, mm-hmm. and you don't want it to be a bad video because you want to be able to tell the story well. Tell it well, yeah. So if you can't do a video well, um, you can do audio or written. Um, I remember one time when we went to a youth conference, we had all of the teens write um, feedback right at the end of the conference, and I took kind of the best of it and made a big display out of it. Mm. So that was a good way to share it. So share those stories as part of your recruitment and use them all the time. The parish needs to hear them. Young people in a parish, um, they're a sign of vitality for the whole parish. Everybody gets energized by that. They notice. So the opposite is a parish that's declining or maintaining. But when a parish is growing young, that means that that parish is growing as a whole. So find those teens that are impacted by your ministry and share their stories. Well, thanks for joining us today on Uprising. We love you very much. Tune in next week for episode three of our current series to find out what every minister needs to hear from you.